listeners, that's right, we are back. Starting at guard, 6'2", 190 pounds, soaking wet, coming from Crawford, Texas. Your guard, Jake Talbert. And coming in at center, 220 pounds, six foot from Atlanta, Georgia. Your center, Philip Addison. This is Ready, Set, Game. And just like that, we are back on the Ready, Set, Game after a Christmas hiatus. One for the books, Mr. Addison. I will say you put me back about 15 pounds there, up to 190. Clocked in this morning at 175. In my heaviest, I was at 192, the most I ever weighed back in the heavy lifting days. Now down at a solid 175. And, you know, Baker, for you back in your days, you know, you used to uh, be back down there around 140. When's the, <laughs> when's the last time you were pushing 140, Phil? Well, Jake, that was probably about, I would say, uh, the ninth grade. I'd love to get back down to uh, maybe not that weight, but uh, <laughs> maybe closer in the 190, uh, pushing around. Uh, I don't know if I get to 175, but uh, it's a new year, Jake, which means, uh, New diet, new regimen, new workouts. We are uh, getting on the grind here. Stephen Craig, shout out to him already, just 30 seconds in, sent me a uh, new workout regimen that I'm uh, I'm pushing in the gym this year, Jake. Phil, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. We have been talking a little bit, you and I, back and forth about your newfound love for the gym. You've been back in the gym. Big shout out to Stephen for helping you on that rhythm and routine. And we're excited to unpack here on the episode, maybe some gains and improvements, uh, just some lifestyle changes that, you know, that you've had because of that. So we're excited for that. It's been a long time, Phil, since we were on the podcast here on the ready set game, Uh, a lot of changes coming up, both personally, professionally, there's a lot going on calendar wise, just changes. Um, Phil, give us a, a few updates of what's going on in Atlanta for the Addison family. Jake, that's right. We have a handful of updates. Uh, first of all, just to let the listeners know, for the first time ever announcing it, I am a full-time on the RSG. It's my only job here for the next two weeks, <laughs> but I, I am fully on the RSG. It's my full-time job. I'm putting in hours, Jake knows, on end. Um, we're looking at you know, 50, 60-hour work week on my end just for the RSG these next two weeks because of my transition from LifeWorks, great company, um, you know, decided it was time. Going into the HVAC world, Jake, I'm going into heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. My buddy, my good buddy, John Busby, helped me get a job at the Hajoka Corporation, starting as a management trainee here uh, in February. Phil, that's exciting. You and I have been able to talk about that a little bit, and big news for you guys. So excited for that, a place where We're excited to see you really utilize your skills and giftings. But for the next two weeks, the listeners will be graced with you being full-time with benefits with the Ready, Set, Game podcast. That's amazing. Phil, will you tell the listeners, you know, I know you did a ton of things over the Christmas holiday, including a pretty fun trip to the college football semifinal. And then you also had the pleasure of watching the national championship game with some friends in Athens, I believe. That's right, Jake. We uh, made our way up to Colorado for Christmas. Had a white Christmas, snowing uh, all day long. Went to some natural hot springs 
in Pagosa Springs, uh, Colorado. Had a great time with the in-laws. Um, my wife uh, won a pair of Beats at the White Elephant and then got AirPods for Christmas. So she's doubling up on, on the headphone game. She's going AirPods underneath, Beats on top, just to make sure she could fully listen to two uh, to, to have doubling up on the RSG, she's getting going in AirPods and Beats to make sure she can hear us loud and clear. Uh, but Jake went uh, went to the Peach Bowl for New Year's Eve, and I'll be honest, definitely thought Georgia was going to lose that game. I mean, I, wow. I, I I was sitting there with my buddies in the third quarter, and we were like, we can't stop CJ Stroud. We can't stop Marvin Harrison Jr. Unfortunately for the Buckeyes, Marvin Harrison Jr. goes out. Uh, after a big hit uh, in the back of the end zone there, similar to a Jamison Williams type situation, in the national championship game last year, uh, would they have won the game if he stayed in? Who knows? Um, but dogs rallied uh, the miss from Ohio State. Seemed like a rush field goal, Jake. Seemed like a TCU type Baylor situation where, <laughs> frankly, TCU probably should have missed as well. But they didn't. They ended up playing the dogs national championship. I was in Athens to uh, enjoy uh, the ensuing mayhem downtown afterwards. Uh, someone lit a tree on fire and threw it into the road. So just I don't know why chaos ensues after you know when you have celebration. But Jake, an absolute rout uh, by the Bulldogs, sixty-five to seven. Uh, Jake, did you see that coming at all? Bill, I'm glad you asked that. You know, I don't think anybody in America saw that coming. I think the only one that saw that coming was Kirby Smart. And I think that from from when he had his bowl of Wheaties that morning, Monday morning, I think he knew that it was game over. There was no doubt in his mind. He knew what his team was capable of. I think many people were expecting Georgia by three or four touchdowns even. But 65 to 7, unbelievable just display there of of absolute ownership of the college football world. I'll be excited to see where this sets them up for the next, honestly, decade moving forward. Now, two back-to-back national championships, a lot, a lot of talent coming in. Um, it, it's going it's to be fun to see what Georgia does here over the next couple of years to see what they can sustain. Do you think it's sustainable here to get back to the CFP next year to the championship game? Jake, I mean – if you look at our schedule next season, I don't see why not. Um, we have one of the weaker schedules uh, in college football next season, which, uh, you know, uh, it, it means, you know, there's there's little to no room for error. Um, and, you know, you got to think if we get back to the SEC championship game and even we lose it there to the likes of an Alabama or who knows, an Ole Miss even, um, or uh, you know, shout out to Arkansas. They're going to have to turn things around if they want to get there, I think. But uh I think that the dogs make it back. Can they do it a third time in a row, Jake? I don't know, but I like our odds of getting back again to the playoff next year. Who's going to be QB one. Will it be Brock Vandergriff, the hometown guy, or will it be Carson Beck who got some minutes in the national playoff game? Yeah. You know, that's huge to get those minutes in the national championship game for a youngster. That's a big deal. Something that he'll always remember. It's kind of crazy when you, are in the second half of a national championship game and your starting quarterback, one that is beloved by the Georgia fan base, gets to walk out with a standing ovation. Question, honest question, did you stand where you were at to give Stetson Bennett a standing ovation as he walked off the field? We did. We all stood up and clapped at Athens. We tipped our caps to him. Uh, You know, we started uh, 2020 off 
calling for his head, screaming for JT Daniels to be in the game. And here we are two years later, congratulating him, thanking him for all he's done as I believe the greatest Georgia football player of all time. Wow. This is one of the hottest takes we have ever had here on the RSG. And we have got the likes of Heisman Trophy winners. We have the likes of Matthew Stafford, who is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. We have got some amazing players that have come out of Georgia. You just think about the running back room from the last 10 years. And eight of those guys are playing on Sundays. Yeah, exactly, Jake. But what Stetson Bennett has done, no other Georgia player can say they've ever done. And that, to me, kind of wraps it up. Jake, things in Waco, it's 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 a new semester. It's a new year. You're you're out of the classroom for uh, the time being until we hit, you know, the fall again. How are things looking in Waco? Yeah, taking a sabbatical off from teaching this semester. I'll be back in the room, in the lab, hopefully next semester in the fall, teaching RLS 2301 once again. Hopefully with your brother-in-law, John Brock, will be enrolling in that course. But yeah. things are going well in Waco. Phil, you'll appreciate this. Just this week, on Tuesday, I led three team-building sessions in a row, basically an hour long each. We talked about goal setting. We did some icebreaker activities. And as a part of each of those sessions, we had a 30-question Kahoot as a part of each of those sessions. I know you're a pretty big Kahoot guy, um, not quite as big as you are with Jeopardy, but Things are going well. The students are coming back into town. Waco's getting a little bit busier again. Um, and this is something that, that really need to loop you on and the listeners had my first physical therapy appointment this morning for my left ankle from an avulsion fracture in my left ankle stemming from actually a few years ago and just never quite fully was able to make it through the PT process. And so jumping in, trying to get some stability back in there. Um, just want to be able to have some good long-term uh, confidence in that ankle. So we're back on the PT grind. Uh, my wife started back up with school and classes this week for her physician assistant program, and she'll be starting 60-hour weeks come Monday. Not quite as big as the load that you're pulling here on the RSG, Phil, but actually she will be pulling exponentially more of a load than you will be. She'll yeah. be starting next Monday, 60-hour weeks. Uh, for the foreseeable future. So we're um, we're gearing up for that. Besides that, things are well in Waco. We'll talk Baylor basketball, though, in just a bit. That's right, Jake. I am actually uh, sending you a photo really quickly um, to hope, hopefully you can see. I got a FaceTime call. I, I told you this. From Colin Sparks, post-game, uh, I wanted to wait uh, to give him time, but he actually called me in the airport in Chicago on the way back to Springfield, and he sent me this photo, a live reaction during the game, sat second row behind the TCU bench in the national championship game, unreal seats, but Sparks sent me a photo mid-game uh, of the performance of the TCU Horn Frog. I wish, our listeners, I wish our listeners could see this. It's Sparks giving the thumbs down uh, to the Frogs uh, game on Monday night. And Jake, uh, Spark said, uh, the first thing he told me, he said, it's nothing like seeing your own team and alma mater get a butt whooping on the biggest stage on national television and you're in the second row to see it. <laughs> wow. You know, we've heard Sparks drop some pretty big one-liners before, but that one is up there at the top of the list. I, I'm still trying to get my jaw back into place after receiving <laughs> this photo of how close Colin Sparks is 
to the action. I mean, this guy yeah. could touch the grass from where he's sitting. This is unbelievable. Yeah, and he told me the the. Uh, there are so many uh, great one-liners that Sparks had that he knows I'd be happy to share on the RSG with you. But the the one other I'll, I'll share, he goes, Phil, do you know how big Darnell Washington is? <laughs> was like, what is that guy? 6'8", 270? I think, I, I, I think so. He's like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, like, like 270 pounds, something insane like that. And I was like, Sparks, yeah. I was like, you were literally 10 feet from him. Like – I mean, he just said if you looked up every position from like just across the line, every player is bigger than ours. He said so. G- glad the Sparks was there to see the action, but uh, he said they did stay the whole time. He said, "Where else are we going to go?" Wow, I mean, that's that's some sh- uh, sheer commitment right there. Sparks was just hoping that they could get to double digits for the frogs there. Didn't quite happen. You know, Phil, you were really pushing for another touchdown. I know you really wanted another touchdown to hit that 70 mark in the natty. That would have been something else. Yeah, Jake. I mean, we already scored the most points, I think, in a national championship game, more than Joe Burrow and LSU did, I believe. So that was pretty um, amazing. But we did want to see the 70 piece. We think we could have gotten there. Um, but glad to see that we were able to do what we did. Jake, we don't normally do this. We're not big NFL guys. We got NFL playoffs coming up. I know you got some strong opinions and picks, Jake. What's going to happen here on Super Wildcard Sunday? Phil, I love that we're introing here the NFL playoff pick them. College football will always take the cake on the RSG. It's, it's part of our bread and butter. It's part of our DNA, who we are, what we do what we talk about, but the NFL now is live and we're launching into the playoffs. And, you know, as you look at this, it really came down to week, uh, the final week of the season, who was getting in. And there were a lot of question marks on who would, who wouldn't get in. Uh, Green Bay Packers were left out. Unfortunately, we'll get into that in just a bit as well down the road, but I really love this slate. You know, you look at the AFC and the chiefs got that first round by, and then on the NFC side, the Eagles getting that first round by, and you know, I, I, I like the way Philadelphia is playing, but we're not here to talk about the Eagles right now. We're here to talk about this first round of play. Phil, we're looking at this first game. Now the a matchup with the Kansas city chiefs awaits. This is a game tomorrow night, eight 15 NBC. Um, the, uh, the chargers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars here on this one. Who do you like in this game, Phil? Jake, you know, I uh, I really have liked what Justin Herbert and company have done out there in L.A. Since they made the move from San Diego, I know San Diego, one of your favorite cities in America. You spent a lot of time in California. Do miss the San Diego Chargers. But the L.A. Chargers versus Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence and company have been playing decent football. He's been a lot better this year than he was last year. Jake, this game for me is a toss-up. I like to think the Jags at home can get it done, but I think I'm going to go Chargers and Herbert there. Just, you know, they've had some injuries, but I think they're going to be the better team overall. Phil, I like that pick from you. I'm actually going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You knew I was going to do this. I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy. I'm a Trevor ETN guy. I love the locker room shift from last year with Urban Meyer to the transition this year. It's been a great transition for them. And I think the Jaguars are playing with some mojo and a chip on their shoulder right now. They want to play the Chiefs. They want a chance to play the Chiefs. I think that's where it stops for them, but I'm going to take the Jaguars in this one. We're going to transition to another game here. Also, 
here on the AFC side, the number six seed Baltimore Ravens versus the number three seed Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals rebounding after a slow start to the year. What do you like here in this game? Jake, you know, I, I, I think the Ravens don't stand a chance. I think Roquan Smith and uh, their defense will hold up Burrow, uh, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase and company enough to get some stops to give their offense a chance. Jake, they might be starting their third string quarterback, Anthony Brown, guy out of Oregon. Tyler Huntley's still injured. Lamar Jackson is ruled out indefinitely, I believe. So I don't think, I don't see a way that the Bengals don't win this game by at least two touchdowns. I like the Bengals in this game as well. They're going to move on. And so we're going to, we're going to go ahead and pause it right there. But I, I do like the Bengals uh, in this game. Uh, moving on here in uh, on Sunday, we've got the Miami Dolphins against the number two seed Buffalo Bills. Now we could talk for hours on the significance of the Bills and what's happened in the Bills organization over the last 10 to 14 days. Some amazing stuff. It really has been eye opening for the league and I think for the country as a whole to see just a platform really take off here for the Bills. Um, but in, in, in this game right here, I don't, I don't see any reason why the Bills shouldn't beat the, the Miami Dolphins to a tag of Iloa. If he plays, if he were to play, I think they have a better chance. They have great playmakers on the outside. But I think that the Bills with Josh Allen at the helm, I think they're a team right now that's motivated for more than one reason. I think they're going to take that one. Yeah, Tua or no Tua, Jake. I think you play Tua, you risk him uh, maybe being injured for life. I mean, that guy – I think they're just trying to keep him out of trouble just with all the concussions. I mean, if I were him, I would say, Hey, I'm going to sit out the rest of this deal and uh, we'll see you guys next year. But I do think to a no to a, I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo to cover whatever that spread is. Uh, I believe bills are going to get it done. Well, that's a great pick. Let's flip it over to the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, the hometown team right here, the five seed kind of laid an egg there in the final week of the season. Tom Brady and the Bucks. you know, Tom, what does he have? 20 division titles at this point. Something unbelievable. Five versus four. Dallas has got to go on the road to Tampa Bay. I think they're one and four potentially in uh, uh, playoff road games as of recently. This does not bode well for the Cowboys. No, Jake, it does not. But I'm going to take them. Dak Prescott's going to come out, I think, and perform well. Tony Pollard, I hope he's back and healthy. And Ezekiel Elliott. C.D. Lamb, I like these guys' chances against a good Tampa Bay defense. Brady's washed. He's done for, Jake. Phil, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have said this last year, but I'm saying it this year. I'm I'm picking against Tom Brady this year. I think he's one year too old, and, and I'm probably going to get some heat from this. I know that Jeremy Barlow is pretty passionate about the Bucs, and so I don't, I don't want to stir him up too much. Sure. But I'm going to go ahead and pick here against the Bucs. I'm going to take the Cowboys – in this one this is the year that they advance past the first round yeah jake i totally agree and i think we can just go ahead and 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 flip a coin on this one jake the giants are going to minnesota a 430 kick they've been saying uh kirk cousins plays great in these afternoon games when it comes to prime time he's laid an egg i think kirk cousins and the guys at home justin jefferson one of the best in the league the giants glad to see him back in the playoffs don't think saquon and Daniel jones are going to do enough though i like the or i like the vikings at home jake phil that's a good pick there i'm also going to take the vikings because yesterday i watched a reel with kirk cousins preaching the gospel i've got to pull for this guy we love kirk cousins yeah so i mean uh i, I i'm 
sometimes befuddled by his play on the field, some of the throws he makes. But for that reel alone, I've got to pull for Cousins tomorrow. A little bit jaded pick here, but I'm going to take the Vikings. They have allowed some big-time point spreads in some games this year, especially the final week of the season and then to the Cowboys as well. But I think I don't think that the Giants' offense is explosive enough. I'll take the Vikings at home in this one, that Sunday 4:30 game on Fox. Jake, I know this one uh, is 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 going to be a tough decision for you because Brock Purdy gave your Baylor Bears some trouble back in the day, but he's leading his undefeated tenure against the Seattle Seahawks at home in Levi Stadium. This is the cheapest ticket of the playoffs you can buy, starting at sixty five dollars just to get in the building. We might have to make a trip up there this weekend, Jake. <laughs> um, uh, but I do think the Niners just they after they added McCaffrey, they just exploded Debo Samuel's great. They got a good defense. Seattle and Geno Smith have been good. I think they're gonna it's gonna be closer than people expect, but I'm gonna take the Niners at home. Phil, that's a good pick. For the sake of the podcast and some disparity, I'm taking Geno Smith, the new record holder for most passing yards in a season in Seattle. Remember, Russell Wilson was at the helm for years in Seattle under Pete Carroll, and now Geno Smith is there. I saw a video this week of Pete Carroll riding into the locker room on a Razor scooter. I mean, things are blowing up right now in Seattle. I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. I'll regret it Sunday morning, but I'll take them Saturday afternoon. That's right, Jake. Two big 12X, big two ex-Big 12 quarterbacks going at it here on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a fun one to watch, I think, Jake. Moving forward, we have to uh, obviously uh, – I, I honestly was going to ask you, I have no idea. Have you been to an NFL game, Jake? Phil, I have been to a couple NFL games. My best NFL game that I've been to was the Green Bay Packers game at Lambeau Field. I went with my brother-in-law and my brother – in an early December game, three weeks before my wedding. It was fantastic. Had cheese curds. It was snowing, but not during the game. It was in the upper 30s. So for Green Bay in December, it was quite pleasant. I wore the Green Bay Packers jacket from the skit closet. It was a tremendous game, and the Packers won. Yeah, yeah, Jake. I love that. I remember the photos from that. Um, you gotta love the cheese cup you're getting uh, in, in in Green Bay. No one does it better than them. I'm gonna go back to 2014, back in the Georgia Dome, Falcons Bucks Thursday night football. I believe this was one of the first years Thursday night football became a thing. Devin Hester returns a punt to become the all-time leading returner. Uh, and punt return touchdowns in the NFL and its history. Uh, me and two of my buddies, my family were there to watch it. We were going nuts. Complete route of the Bucks. I think it was like 45 to, to 14. Uh, incredible showing uh, in Atlanta. Phil, that's fun. I know that you are a big NFL guy when it comes to being in attendance at these games. There's, there's, there's never a game that I see a Phil Addison photo pop up in and I'm like, I'm surprised he's there. I'm never surprised, <laughs> never shocked. You could show up anywhere, and I would I would not be shocked. Speaking of uh, sports, as we're on this major topic here, let's transition to Waco. We're going to talk morale for the Baylor basketball team right now. Preseason number six in the nation, dropped out of the polls for the first time in what has to be since, since the mid-2010s. Uh, uh, Baylor dropped out of the top 25 last week. Super unfortunate after two one-point losses in a row to TCU 
and then to Kansas State, who is coached by Scott Drew's understudy for 17 years. Coach Jerome Tang comes into Waco, beats Scott Drew after an honoring ceremony for him at the Farrell Center. And then the Bears thankfully got a win in Morgantown this past uh, this past week. They have a big game tomorrow against Oklahoma State, and then a gauntlet kicks up after that. I would say morale here in Waco for Baylor basketball, it is still high. They are still packing the feral, filling the feral as we do here. I think right now you have to look at the games. The one game that we lost earlier in the year to Virginia was a pretty good loss. We lost at Marquette, getting blown out by Coach Shaka Smart, knows our team very well. And then you look at the Big 12 games, very, very disappointed in the loss at Iowa State to start the year, very disappointing. However, the last two games, the TCU team, a Kansas State team, both will be top five seeds in the NCAA tournament. We've got to stop playing so much one-on-one ball on the outside. We're really relying on guys to take people off the bounce, off the dribble, limited ball movement. It's not working well for us. And then defensively, it's always been the staple for the Scott Drew teams. They're not rotating over. They're not getting good help. And quite frankly, right now in the middle of the court, we're just too slow. We've got to defend the rim better. Jake, I totally agree. I I hate to see the Baylor Bears uh, be down like they are, but I know they'll bounce back. I know they're a tournament team. I know they have it takes the the veteran leadership. You know, Flagler's one of my main guys. Love seeing the way that he plays. I totally agree, though. Got to spread it out. Got to move the ball. Jake, morale in Athens, it's high from a lot of things, but not what you think it'd be. The Georgia Bulldogs are 12-4 and in college basketball. They have doubled their win total from last season. Every single starter is from the portal. We hit the portal hard. Mike White came into town from Gainesville, and he's to- totally turned the program around. We're hoping for tournament aspirations here. I know it's early, just in the beginning of SEC play. A big win against Auburn and Athens. Unfortunate loss to Florida. Beat Mississippi State the other night. Uh, there's the scrappy group, Jake. They just can they can make shots down the stretch, and they play good defense. I don't really know what the strength of this team is yet, but I'm – and I'm very excited to find out. We have Ole Miss, uh, a noon central tip. It's going to be an early tip for the dogs, but I think Georgia's going to get it done. We go to Kentucky, who's down. We play Vanderbilt. Then we're at Tennessee uh, on January 25th. Jake, Tennessee's got a good program. Excited to see how Georgia's going to play down the stretch here. Well, that is a great analysis of UGA basketball. Did not know that five starters were from the portal you know, and, and that may be the advantage right now. There's no tape on these guys collectively as a unit from past. And so this is a completely new team, completely new unit. And, uh, you know, teams just aren't able to respond right now. Phil, speaking of responding, we're going to respond to the listeners right now. They've been asking for some birthdays. And so we've got some special ones for the listeners today. First off, our guy straight out of Melbourne, Australia, Grant Hudeberg big fan of of melbourne but but liam hensworth is turning 32 today liam congratulations now you had a lot of successful runs in the hunger games probably not quite as significant as his older brother from a popularity standpoint um but but wanted to shout out liam hensworth phil keep us rolling with the birthdays Jake, that's right. Our good friend, friend of the podcast, Orlando Bloom, Pirates of the Caribbean, turning 46 today, Jake. Um, We love to see him in those films. He's been a great friend of the podcast for a long time. Jake, who's next on our list? 
Phil, this next one, you found this one, and I'm so glad that you did. Our guy from the Big Ten, the originator, went to the SEC, back to the Big Ten. I'm going to give the listeners about five seconds to try and guess who this is. That's right. Started in the Big Ten, went to the SEC, back to the Big Ten. It's Brett Bielema, the running game guru with Wisconsin, then down at Arkansas, complete failure there, went back up to Illinois, had a great year. He's turning 53 today. Brett looks great for 53. He absolutely does, Jake. And then last but not least, another guy looks great. Straight out of Fort de France, he's a French national-born guy, Ronnie Turiaf. I have his game-worn jersey. Another shout-out to Grant Hudeberg. Christmas Day, played on the Knicks, have his game-worn jersey, 3XL, looks like a dress on me. It's huge. A uh, NBA champion with the Miami Heat back in 2012, Jake. He never played for more been two years on a single team he played on from his uh, career from 2006 to 2014. One of my favorite bench guys in the NBA. He really is just a traveling vagabond in the NBA is Ronnie Turioff and listeners. Hopefully if you'll follow us on Instagram, ready, set game, Phil will get up the photo of him in the three XL onto the Instagram for the listeners. We have got some national days and then we're going to close out after our national days, weeks, and months with our starting five. So you want to stay tuned for that. First national day today is national rubber ducky day. That's right. You see them on Jeeps all the time. It's the, it's the Jeep handoff, put the rubber ducky on the Jeep. You hand it off. Phil, anything to shout out here with the rubber ducks? The rubber ducky, Jake, is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've worn it on my body for many years. Uh, it's, it's, the one thing that um, not many people know about me, but Jake, it's a it's a close and dear friend to me. I'm going to skip ahead right here, Jake. It's National Cowboy Poetry Gathering Week. I know that you celebrated this a lot when you were younger, Jake. Uh, it's a big day in Texas. It is. It's a huge day in Texas. You know, it's a meeting of the minds. Actually, in uh, in, in high school, there's some some high schools that actually will let out for National Cowboy Poetry Gathering Week to allow those students to gather, to put pen to paper, to really reflect on the, on the Texas and Western heritage a little bit. And, and undoubtedly, this is where so many great Toby Keith songs have sprung, sprung yeah. up from. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, uh, I, I, I think last but not least, we got to go with a month here. National Sunday Supper Month. Jake, if you had to give me either your last or just whatever's the most frequent, what does Sunday Supper look like for you most weeks? a great question a lot of times you know it's it's what do we have left in the fridge well what's what's still sticking around in there this week though we're going to pf changs this sunday so that's already on the docket it's on the schedule we'll be at pf changs this sunday you know i think the sunday supper is so important you got to have a great meal to kick off the week it's even more important than the monday breakfast is the sunday supper what about you guys in the addison household Jake, a lot of times, you know, we've been traveling out recently and we'll get home around, you know, 7, 8 p.m., whatever it is. My wife and I look at each other and we know exactly what both of us are thinking. We're going to the California Pizza Kitchen Pizza, the pickup from Kroger. Got to get the barbecue chicken, got to get the pepperoni, throw them in the oven and bang, 20 minutes, you get a great slice. Phil, that's fantastic. You know, the Talberts have really been on a build-your-own-pizza kick recently. Buy some of that marinara, some of the toppings, and then you really get to mix it in how you want, perfect toasting, et cetera. It's great. Highly recommend to all the listeners out there. Phil, this is your starting five. You dreamed this one up. Give us the parameters for this starting five where we get to draft our top five favorite things. Jake, that's right. Uh, our starting five draft of things we use every day, we're going to exclude things like 
the bed or clothes or food, because those are obviously necessities that we use every day. But Jake, these are things that you hold in your hand or do tangibly to create or complete a task. So starting five of things you use every day, Jake, you got the first overall pick. Let's hear what you got. Phil, I love that. You know me. I'm a big hygiene guy. Always have been. Hopefully always will be. I mean, you, you, you never know, but hopefully always will be. Phil, number one, I'm taking the toothbrush. Number one overall pick. I'm taking the toothbrush of things I use every day. I'm not sure if that was going to be your number one overall pick, but it's off the board as my number one. Jake, I mean, that's, I mean, he's, he's a staple. He's, he's one of the best in the league. What he does uh, on and off the court is something that many can't do. Um, keeps you refreshed, keeps you clean. You, you can't leave the house without using them. You know, um, Jake, this is going to be a controversial pick. I'm going to start out my pick number one overall. I'm taking the car. It's something that I use every day to drive around and you got to use it uh, daily, get the keys, get in there, listen to your music, pray, whatever you do when you get in the car, uh, you love just to have it. He's a guy that, I mean, he's, he's, he's very mobile and he gets around. He plays, he plays well with the other guys on the team. I think he's going to be a great centerpiece of my roster. Bill, I like that. That's a great pick. You know, the, the vehicle was on my pick as well. The Ford F-150 was on my list as well. It's now off the board. Phil has taken the car off the board. I'm going number two. I'm going contact lenses. I use those things every single day. I would be lost without those things. So I'm going contacts. Jake, I love that pick. I actually don't have contact lenses, so they weren't on my list. Uh, I did not realize that uh, you were a user of contact lenses every day. Uh, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen you wear the glasses. Um, maybe, uh, maybe they've never, uh, made quite the appearance, but, uh, I do like to pick contact lenses, uh, a great call. Jake, I'm going to go to my next pick. I'm going to go to the shower. The shower is a guy that, you know, exactly what you're going to get every time he hits, you know, every time you use them, you know, cold, hot, uh, it's always a great wake up for me. I use it every day. Phil, I cannot believe I let this slide to number three, and uh, I, I really can't. I'm kicking myself here. I'm not going to get too pharisaical about it or legalistic, but I'm taking the Bible. I'm taking the Bible as number three. It should have been my number one overall pick. It's a little bit further down on my list. Phil, I know you were you were regretting that pick as well, uh, but I'm taking the Bible number three. <laughs> That's a guy that, I mean, you, you, you really shouldn't go a day without, and sure, there are days where, you know, you don't see him as much as you'd like to. Um, and, and, and obviously you want to see him every day cause you know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, but Jake, that, that did slip down on my list somehow. And I, and, and I'm upset as well to say uh, that it went all the way down to three. Cause yes, you're right. He should have been number one and we'll, and we will hear from his people about that. Uh, I think Jake, my number three pick, uh, I'm going to play it safe here. I'm going to go deodorant. I think deodorant something that, you know, is always a great thing to have. You never want to be smelling bad, Jake. You never do. You never do. And, and, you know, you and I have spent many a summer in the K country leadership suite upstairs on the left side of that quad up there, the upper left quad. And, you know, we, but by many just just known as the den yeah. and talk about deodorant and antiperspirant in their galore. There's just so much of that stuff. That's a great pick. I'm going to have to remove that one from my board as well. Phil, I'm going with one that I use at least five days of the week, sometimes all seven days of the week. I'm taking my ninja. That's right. Give me my ninja. I'm making a smoothie every morning. I would be lost without that thing. Give me the ninja. I know Mellow Mike's going to appreciate that. He's going to wow. listen to this in his cubicle 
there at Watermark Tower. Mellow Mike, I know you're a smoothie guy. You're going to appreciate this. Uh, I'll take the Ninja at number four. Jake, I mean, that's a pick that people are going to be talking about for a long time. And I'm not to follow it up with an equal as controversial pick. Give me the air fryer. We use the air fryer almost every single evening, whether it's my wife heating up the late night chicken nuggets, or it's me reheating a meal, or even if we just want to get a quick heat up, it's better than the microwave, Jake. Phil, that's a great pick. I can't believe we only have a top five here because I've got about four things that I'm picking up, yeah. picking between. We'll have to do some honorable mentions after this pick. Yeah. I want to get creative, but I think I'm going to go with something I do use every day, except on days where maybe I'm Sabbathing or resting. I'm going to go with the Apple Watch. I use it every day, mainly for tracking fitness, steps, those type things. I used to use it more often. However, it's experienced some technical difficulties. Really, the only thing you can do on it is punch the button. The dial doesn't even work on the side anymore, but I use that every day for fitness capabilities. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Apple Watch. Jake, I love that pick. I'm going uh, to play it safe here at the very end and round out my starting five with the cell phone. Uh, the cell phone's a guy that, you know, without the Apple Watch, I actually don't know if it if it, if it it does work or not. It, it, it may, depending on where it is in reach. I don't have one, unfortunately. But I will say, Jake, that the cell phone is something that, you know, we all use every day. Um, like you said, I, I, I really did think that was your pick um, because of the potential Sabbathing um away from it jake uh i will give you my honorable mentions really quick obviously i had a few uh of yours on my list as well the toothbrush being one of them uh i also had uh and, and the bible as well but i had the tv the face wash and the hairbrush that's really good those are both great picks uh, are all great picks right there phil um here were my honorable mentions i had the airpods on there use those pretty mm -hmm. frequently i had the macbook feel like i used that um, uh, pretty regularly. The treadmill. I'm usually on the treadmill five days a week in the morning, yeah. getting it in there in the morning. Uh, four or four really quick ones that I'll just shout out. Floss picks, the ring app, the skillet that you put on the stovetop and my razor. Those are things that oh. I use pretty frequently. You know me, usually shave every day, sometimes yeah. every other day. Um, but that's more than the listeners asked for. Jake, that is an incredible list. Like you said, we could go on and on, but Jake, I mean, Talk about a rapid fire, get it done episode. We are back, ready, set, game. I'm going to be so locked in these next two weeks, putting in hours on it, not as much as your wife, which also shout out, we know she has a birthday coming up. We don't know if that will happen uh, to celebrate before or after our next episode, but want to make sure that Paige gets the birthday shout out there, not to steal your thunder, of course, but uh, here on the RSG, man, Jake, what an episode. Phil, this has been a great episode. And for the listeners, this is one we've really been looking forward to. We're about to close this thing out, but we just want to take a moment to say thanks. We've gotten so many texts and so many messages from you guys just with your gratitude and your excitement for us to be back here in 2023. If there's anything that you're excited for us to cover this year, please let us know. We want to cater to our listeners while also sticking to our guns. So that's something we want to do. We want to be versatile, but we also want to be grounded in what the RSG is all about, giving you the content that you didn't know that you needed, but that you actually needed to have. And with that, ready, set, game.